Howdy! This is the Views from the Shot Podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today it is Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. And I wish you a very, very, very happy Read to Your Child Day. Today's show is, as always, a part of the Big Banter Sports Network. And today, we are going to review Ohio State's loss to Wisconsin. Just some housekeeping before we get going. Number one, I stayed up past my bedtime to watch this game. My frustration, probably at an all-time high watching this game last night. And I went to bed rather angry. This morning, you know, you clear your head, you wake up. Of course, the humble flex, you go to the gym. And, and you get ready for the show, and you're, you you still don't quite understand what happened in the game last night. So we're going to cover that. Just honestly, a winnable game for Ohio State, more than winnable for the Buckeyes, but unable to get it done. Housekeeping. If you don't mind, follow this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, or elsewhere that always helps the show helps the numbers appreciate that give us a five-star review if you don't hate the show as well so that that way again you can help out the show and make sure you're finding us on instagram on twitter and on youtube i appreciate you being here it's been a long season and after this game you've known if you listen to this show long enough you've known my slow reacting ways you understand that I try to be more positive and measured than most but at this point Ohio State basketball is the cure the cure to whatever may ail you as long as what ails you is losing Big Ten basketball games Wisconsin comes into this game losing four straight playing its worst basketball of the entire season and all it took was 40 minutes with the Buckeyes in order to stop the mm, losing streak and find success in this one just took 40 minutes so today's show we're gonna recap the game overall before I even get into this again this was a winnable game for Ohio State and I I will get into why this game was so winnable for the Buckeyes in the show but overall this this was a game that was the most frustrating watch for me of the entire season. More so than a 25-point loss at Northwestern. More so than the first loss to Indiana where Ohio State just continually missed open looks all game. This game was a tough watch. So we'll get into that. Again, follow slash subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Find us on social media. Okay. So the first half of this game, we're going to start with the recap and, and then we'll give some takeaways. But most of these takeaways are just throughout throughout the first and second half recap. So in the first half, I, I already immediately am concerned because Wisconsin is just out-muscling Ohio State early on in this one. Of their first 10 points, six of them came in the paint off just backing down either Felix Akpara or Jamison Battle. They also give up an early offensive rebound 
to AJ Store that led to a bucket. And I said one of the two keys to the game for Ohio State, number one for Ohio State was simply do the little things excellently with uber effort, high octane energy, because that's the only way that you're going to have a shot to beat Wisconsin on the road in the Big Ten when you haven't won a road Big Ten game in over 13 months, in over 400 days. And what do we see at the start? We see, well, Ohio State running to that well, which is, or sorry, Wisconsin running to that well, which is, let's get the ball to the paint and let's just prove that we're stronger. Ohio State made no adjustments. We'll get to the second half and see that this continued. But you give up that offensive rebound to A.J. Store early, gives Wisconsin just a little bit of the boost, and when you go possession and you're just 1% worse, you give 3% collectively less effort than your opponent, that is going to stack up against you. However, on the other end of the floor, Evan Mahaffey scores Ohio State's first six points, all in the paint, using two dunks, using one layup off an offensive rebound, really, really smart positioning to get on the scoreboard for the Buckeyes. I didn't love him coming out as early as he did. He was the only player who gave Ohio State any kind of scoring early on, but Devin Royal gets in there, and immediately he scores in the paint, and then immediately he commits an offensive foul on the very next possession on an illegal screen, and that is Devin Royal. This season, Devin Royal is probably the easiest player to encapsulate in one sentence out of anyone on the Ohio State roster this season. And that is that he will score immediately and he will foul immediately. That has been his freshman season. I love Devin Royal. I think there is so much promise for a player like him at Ohio State, but he's very aggressive and that aggression does lead to fouls. He's got to learn how to be able to be strong, be physical in the paint, playing in the Big Ten without fouling. But thanks for the bucket, Devin Royal. And somehow, Ohio State ties this game with under 12 minutes left in the first half. And that's while the Buckeyes did not look good offensively and defensively, they also did not look good. Out of a timeout, Roddy Gale hits an ISO triple out of a timeout, Roddy Gale hits an ISO triple, repeated for emphasis, out of a timeout, the best that Ohio State could come up with is, let's run some motion here, run a little bit of action, and then Roddy Gale's going to get the ball and he's just going to have to go to work. Roddy Gale ISO triples this year, probably not a high percentage shot, didn't love the look, but Roddy Gale hits it. He makes the shot and he, he brings the Buckeyes to tie it with Wisconsin. Then Zed Key, he draws a charge on the other end against Stephen Kral. And the Buckeyes are on a 7-1 run. At that point, Evan Mahaffey checks back in with 10 minutes left. He immediately makes a jump hook in the paint. And you think, hey, Ohio State might be rolling in this one. They may have found something. But Wisconsin's first mini run of the game begins. It's a 5-0 run. Thanks again to A.J. Store going nuts on the offensive glass. And a friendly, friendly roll for Stephen Crowell off of a three. And again, this is a, a possession where A.J. Store got multiple offensive rebounds that finally led to two points. This is another possession where in this game, 
specifically and I, I let me say this first of all I think it's it's a very easy take and therefore it's a lazy take and a hard to prove take to say well you know Ohio State just doesn't play hard enough they just don't hustle well enough I I don't think you've ever heard me say that on this show as we are now going on one full calendar year you know what I should have thrown myself a mini birthday party because this podcast, would you believe that this podcast began just in February of last year? I mean, we we have just crossed the 365-day mark, and if you've been listening to the podcast, if you're new, if you've just found it, maybe you're thinking that this has been around for a while. It hasn't. It's only been a year, so happy birthday to us. I don't think over this entire year of having this podcast, I've ever say Ohio State has gotten out hustled. They've gotten just they they've been the lower energy team because again, I think it's an easy take, it's a lazy take, and it's hard take to prove. So I don't want to say that. But this is another piece of anecdotal evidence where Ohio State simply did not want the basketball more than Wisconsin. And then please go back to the preview episode. I should have cut up the clip and, and placed it right here. I did not. Don't go back to the preview episode. I'm just gonna say it now. I asked that Ohio State Julian Reese Nolan Winter. Now that sentence doesn't make sense to something like ChatGPT. But you don't have to be artificial intelligence to understand everything. Sometimes humans do it better. And in this regard, if you're a college basketball fan and a Big Ten fan, you know exactly what that means. You know that when Ohio State took on Maryland on Saturday, Buckeyes won an incredibly fun game. I, at this point, feel like I'm close to 100% with my voice now, so that's great after being at the game and going nuts, but Ohio State got destroyed by Julian Reese. Whenever Julian Reese had the opportunity to take on Devin Royal, for example, it was over. It was absolutely over for Ohio State. Julian Reese was having his way. Now, in the first matchup where Ohio State took on Wisconsin, Nolan Winter was Devin Royal. Both freshmen, Nolan Winter actually has better size, but he has no play strength, as we spoke about on the preview episode. So Nolan Winter comes in. He immediately turns the ball over with Felix Akpara walling him off on the defensive end. And then on the other end, the very next play, Felix Akpara with Nolan Winter on him is the only freaking Buckeye To not get a touch on that possession when Nolan Winter is guarding him. I said in the the preview episode, when Nolan Winter is in, go at him. He's 6'11". He has zero blocks this season. He's 6'11". He has zero blocks this season. After a couple minutes, Nolan Winter leaves the game. Not a single time. Did an Ohio State player post up with the ball with Nolan Winter guarding him? I am not paid millions of dollars or even hundreds of thousands of dollars to be a college basketball coach. And neither are you if you're listening. Unless Coach Holtman happens to hear this and if he does, hey, welcome to the show, Coach. Um... I am not going to act like it's as simple as that, but sometimes it just feels as simple as that. 
when you have a chance to get a bucket, when you have a player who I don't care if he's 6'11", he doesn't play with the strength you need in Big Ten basketball to play quality defense, and Zed Key scored on him on two straight possessions in the first game that these two teams played. How do you not even give a look to that matchup? I don't understand it. And then, when Ohio State had a chance to produce something offensively, take advantage of a look, they do not do that. Wisconsin immediately begins to pull away. Bruce Thornton, to the four-minute mark in the first half, had zero points. He was 0-4 from the field. He had two turnovers. At that same point, Jameson Battle had zero points in the game. At that same point, Wisconsin had six offensive rebounds and 11 second-chance points. You combine all of that, do you think that's a formula for Ohio State to win a basketball game? The answer is no. Wisconsin up 29-21 with two and a half minutes left to go. Bruce Thornton dribbles the ball off his foot. Um, Buckeyes keep the ball, so I guess technically it wasn't off his foot. But he gets sped up going across the half-court line for some reason. Felt the need to sprint to the left wing. And it was just an extremely ugly half from Bruce Thornton. Wisconsin closes the first half on a 14-2 run. And remember... Four and a half minutes left in the game. Ohio State was only down by one point. Yet another abysmal close to the half. Obliterated the foundation they built to start the game. Even, mind you, while Ohio State didn't really play well for most of the first half. Yet they were somehow still in it. But when you don't play well for a long period of time... The law of averages says at some point you're going to end up in a deep hole. And that was what happened to close the first half for Ohio State. And a couple takeaways here in the first half. Number one, in the preview episode, I said Wisconsin is allowing three-point shots by opponents to go in at a 39% clip. 30 39 freaking percent. I want to scream, but I won't because because I don't want my mic to clip, okay? But golly, great heavens, Ohio State. You're taking on a team, on average, out of every five three-point attempts, two of them are going in. It's really hard to lose a basketball game when you make 40% of your three-point shots. At the end of the first half, Ohio State had taken nine. That's a fine number, but they were 2 of 9. Jameson Battle had 0 points. He was 0 of 1 from the 3-point line. He only shot one freaking 3-pointer in the first half. Make that make sense for me, please. He was 0 of 2 from the field. Bruce Thornton had open looks, but he was 0 of 3 from deep. Simply ask Ohio State to get shots up. That's what they did. They weren't able to make them. 2 of 9, not good enough in one half of basketball against a vulnerable 3-point defense in Wisconsin. Number 2. Offensive rebound, second chance points, killed Ohio State. Do you know what the halftime rebounding margin was in this one? Wisconsin out-rebounded Ohio State. Do you think it was by four, by five, by six? Six at most, right? Wrong. Wisconsin won the rebounding battle 22-9 in the first half. How on a team that has Felix Akpara do you get out-rebounded 22-9? How, on a team that has Felix Akpara, does Felix Akpara grab one rebound in the first half as a starting center on your team? 
they they also they also allowed six offensive rebounds, double digit second chance points, which we already mentioned. Unacceptable. That is hustle. That is being unable to identify and lock in on a target and put your butt onto him and move him out of the paint. Unacceptable play. Unacceptable effort. Unacceptable hustle by Ohio State in that first half. Bruce Thornton, again, was awful. He had two points on 1-7 shooting. 0-3 from the three-point line, like I said. Two turnovers. And, oh, by the way, not to overthink it, Ohio State scored 21 points in the first half. 21 points. 21 points in, in, in an entire half. Hard to win games when that is the case. And I apologize. I do. I, I apologize for being as negative as I am. I cannot stand. there. I hate to name drop, so I won't. But there's a certain, I mean, there's plenty of people out there, but there's a certain radio personality, certain media member who I guess isn't technically a member of the media because he doesn't talk to the coaching staff because he's boycotting being an Ohio State basketball journalist until Chris Holtman is fired because that's what journalism is all about. Uh, Moving on, constantly negative. And I hate it. It pisses me off to see people who are constantly negative I'm extremely negative on this show, which I hate. I hate to do because negativity, no one likes that. It's just not good energy, okay? It's not a good way to live your life. But, man, it's hard to be positive about a lot of that first half. Even though Ohio State was close with Wisconsin, really hard to be positive with the way that they played in that first half. So we head into the second half. Remember our old friend, Stephen Crowell? You know how he was averaging 10 points per game over the season, but in the last five, he was averaging six points per game? Well... He would score four points in the first two minutes of the second half simply by just backing down Felix Akpara. Remember how the first half started? Exactly how the second half started. Ohio State decided to give Felix Akpara no help continually into the second half. We're not we're not gonna dig. We're not gonna double. We're not going to, you know, potentially fake a double. We're not gonna rotate. We're not gonna give any kind of help to Felix Akpara. And Steven Crowell is just gonna continue to eat Felix Akpara's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and dessert in this one. Steven Crowell, to that point, simply at that point, simply at that point in the second half, two minutes in to the second half, he already had 16 points, averaging six points in his last five freaking games. No help given. No adjustments. Ohio State offensively, though, they start to figure it out in the second half. Ohio State scores 14 points in less than five minutes from the 16-minute mark to the 12-minute mark, but the defensive struggles continue to dampen any offensive success for Ohio State. They continue after an entire first half where Wisconsin was showing the ability to get open looks from three. They weren't hitting them as much, but again, law of averages state that if you're going to give Wisconsin a team not filled with A.J. Store type of players, okay, can I be... Can I be any more specific? Do you understand what I mean by that? These are not players who want to drive and dunk all over your head. These are players who like to use spacing and hit three-pointers. Because it's freaking Wisconsin, okay? And Ohio State continues to drop on ball screens. They continue to not call out or not defend off ball screens. And this drop coverage... This going under instead of going un- over, this p- 
pick and roll, I'm going to sag off, which means the pick and roll or the pick and pop, whoever's going to be behind the three-point line is going to be wide open. That's not working. And it felt like during this entire game, there was no defensive game plan because it felt like whatever the screen was, Ohio State had no idea to defend it. It was like it was 1897 and it was the first time that anyone had set a screen in basketball history, essentially. I don't know when the game of basketball was actually created, but 1897 feels like a good year in which a screen would have been introduced. Um, Google it. Let me know if you do find out when the first screen was set in, in basketball, and I will shout you out on the next show, I guess. Um, so no defensive game plan even when Ohio State was playing well offensively. But Ohio State actually got into a spurt where they gave effort. Finally. So there's there's a sequence here where an offensive rebound leads to a Bowen Hardman triple. Bowen Hardman, welcome to the show, by the way. He was two of two from deep at that point. And at that point, of course, the casuals are saying, why doesn't this guy play? Why doesn't he start all the time? Roddy Gale sucks. Bruce Thornton sucks. Shut up, guy. All right, here's your attention. Here's a bag of attention you ordered. Go play in it next to your pile of dirt and burning garbage for the next five, ten minutes. Get your fill, okay, and then come back to the table. Maybe we can have a mature conversation about Ohio State basketball. But it does beg the question, why whenever Bowen Hardman is in, does Ohio State seem to have some kind of an uh, offensive uh, outburst? The fact that you can space the floor with Bowen Hardman because he can make a three that isn't his toe is on the three-point line. He actually has some range. He actually, oh gosh, don't get me going. He actually uses screens in, in that he's able to curl off a screen and not stop immediately after taking a step off the screen. He will actually take an extra step or two to continue to create separation from his defender who just got screened. Novel concept, I know. Hopefully that can be communicated to the rest of the team. So anyways, Bowen Hardman makes a three. Roddy Gale steals the inbound. Felix Akpara grabs an offensive rebound. That leads to two points for Devin Royal. And all of a sudden, it's 50-45 to with 10 minutes left in this game. And you're going to tell me, after watching 30 minutes of this game, of how bad Ohio State has been, they're going to be down by five with 10 minutes left. I don't know how that is possible, quite frankly. I don't understand it. But it happened. So, you say, man... If you can just get good basketball out of Ohio State for a few minutes, maybe this game is tied. Maybe Ohio State will have a chance to win this game. However, on the defensive end, Felix Takpara is simply not athletic. He's, he's not in an athletic stance to go grab a defensive rebound. Instead, Chucky Hepburn fights for the ball. Wisconsin gets a team rebound. And then after that, Chucky Hepburn hits a three. And it's just like, it's death by a thousand cuts watching this Ohio State basketball team. It's small plays, it's small instances, it's small sequences like that where you cannot afford to stack those onto a game over and over again. You had just too many of those defensive possessions to beat a team like Wisconsin. And it was simply because Felix Akpara was not ready to go grab a basketball. Your seven-footer wasn't ready to go grab a basketball. Then to close the game, so again, Ohio State down by five with 10 minutes left. Wisconsin goes on a run and it's pretty much over at that point. Ohio State has some momentum. They're unable to take advantage. You need them to close a half well. You need a good four minute stretch 
of basketball from Ohio State where they at least you don't even you don't even need to win four minutes of basketball. You can tie or be down by one. Give me a six point disadvantage going into the final two minutes, and maybe the ball bounces your way. Maybe. But this second half, the ball bounced away of Ohio State a few more times than the first. Gives them a chance to get back in this game. But we can talk clock management now. Uh, so, so closing out this game, you lose nearly a minute of game time after failing to grab yet another defensive rebound with under a minute remaining. You then take over 20 seconds to get a shot off on the other end when you're down by what? Seven? And clock management, that that alone did not lose Ohio State the game, but it gave them pretty much no shot to win the game. There were many other things that Ohio State did in this one that you cannot go back and do the easy thing and the, this is going to get me a lot of likes on my tweet thing, which is to say, man, Chris Holton really lost Ohio State the game because of his clock management to end the game. And then, of course, everyone's going to gonna leap out of their basements with their iron, what, iron, uh, their, their pitchforks and their whatever uh, fire things. Um, and they're going to say, Chris Holtman lost Ohio State the game. Well, no, he didn't. Um, it was in part the fact that the game plan is horrible. The fact that you'll see a couple floppy actions uh, run by Ohio State a couple times a game, which you know you've got a couple pin downs, and then Roddy Gale is going to come from one side to the other, and he's going to get the ball. And then if he doesn't get the look that he wants, you'll you'll pass it to Bruce. How many? How many? Let me just ask you this: How many times have you seen this sequence? Okay. That same sequence, and then Roddy Gale passes it to Bruce Thornton at the top of the key. Felix Akpara comes out for a pick and roll. Bruce Thornton then crab dribbles a couple times, throws up a runner, throws up a floater, hits the shot, whatever. Or Bruce Thornton can't find anything. He dribbles. He picks up his dribble. He tries to reverse it, but the the defense is denying the pass to either wing. No one wants to go get the ball. No one wants to set a screen, and... You, you throw the ball out of bounds. That's what happened. Uh, Jamison Battle, I think, did that in the second half as well. How many times have you seen that sequence all year where the offense is just sticking? They're sticking to the floor. They're sticky all game. They don't want to move. They don't set screens. They don't use real action. And at that point, well, it's really easy to score 21 points and a half and 54 points in a game. So that's kind of all that led to Ohio State losing this one. I want to cover a couple things here. I want to go keys to the game. I want to talk about a couple more observations. But first, CBB Analytics, college basketball analytics, cbbanalytics.com is today's exclusive sponsor of the show. You hear me talking about them every episode. You may skip through this part and that's fine, but you're missing out on the best college basketball stats and information out there. You can see things like lineup flow tables. So if you want to see Ohio State's best five throughout a season or even throughout a game like this one against Wisconsin. When was Ohio State the best? You can find that on college basketball analytics. You can see player box scores. You can see player advanced metrics with uh, effective field goal percentage, three-point attempt rate. You can see true shooting numbers. You can see overviews of a game and all that and a bunch more. So, if you have a take about Ohio State basketball or anything else in general, you can use a real live database to back you up with stats rather than using anecdotes or feelings. That's cbbanalytics.com. You can use the code SHOT, that's S 
C-H-O-T-T, short for Views from the Shot Podcast. Use the code SHOT to get an entire month free when you sign up for an account. That's cbbanalytics.com. All righty. I mean, I, I want to, I, I don't want to, but I, I, I do at the same time. Keys to the game that I spoke about in this one, number one, like I said, do the small things with the, with Uber efforts. And I named a couple times in which this did not go in Ohio State's here. I named AJ Store's offensive rebound due to not boxing him out to start out the first half. Uh, I, I named another one that he got, uh, then another rebound he got on the other end that led to two points. Because Ohio State did not box out, had a chance for an offensive rebound, didn't get it. AJ Store comes up with it, led to two points for Wisconsin on the other end. I named the time AJ Store got two offensive rebounds, and that led to points for Wisconsin. Uh, I, I named the time in the second half with Felix Akpara, where he did not get a rebound. Wisconsin gets a team rebound because the ball goes out of bounds, and they get a three pointer off of it. Chucky Hepburn, two minutes left, uh, grabbed a defensive rebound, stole it away from Devin Royal who simply did not box out Chucky Hepburn, and it led to two points. Chucky Hepburn got a got a rebound simply because he worked for it harder than Devin Royal. Go back and look at it. Two minutes left in the first half. You will find it. Ohio State did not do the small things. You can talk about their offensive-defensive game plans. You can talk about the absolute failure of their offense for sure. That has been all season where they just lack any kind of movement. They lack it. It's been the same way now for a couple years. And you can talk about that. But effort, effort is how you can be in a game. Effort in Big Ten basketball, where it's just a lot of times really slowly paced games. You're going to have to get your best shot up. You're going to have to rebound. You're going to have to hit shots from the free throw line. When you do not give the effort, it's going to be really hard to win. That's a major observation from this one. Also, it's pretty much impossible at this point for Ohio State to win unless Bruce Thornton, Jameson Battle, and Roddy Gale are all on. We saw them beyond uh, against Alabama, for example, in November. We saw that. We have seen what Ohio State can do when its best players are playing well. But when you don't have that, and when you have a game in which essentially Jamison Battle does not contribute, he had three points in this one. He had five rebounds. Thank you for that. Minus 18, plus minus, by the way. For Jamison Battle in this one. That is a team worst. Uh, Bruce Thornton would end up playing better in the second half. He had 18 points. He had five assists. He had four total rebounds. Um, eight of 19 from the field. That's fine. Two of six from three. I guess that's okay. Roddy Gale, 10 points. Four of 11 from the field. Two of eight uh, from inside the three-point line. And two of three from outside the three-point line. But when you don't have those three playing well to their maximum level, you don't have anything else after that. You do you can't expect anything from Felix Akpara on the offensive end. He had two points in this one. Bowen Hardman had seven. Just said, yeah, let me give you a plus six, plus minus. Yet again, the only player with a plus minus over plus one was Bowen Harden, Hardman. Evan Mahaffey, he was hot, doesn't get the ball consistently. Devin Royal can't trust at this point. To consistently pour in shots. Zed Key, same. And Dale Bonner, absolutely nothing out of him. So, you've got that going for you. Um, Also, the free throw game in this one. Ohio State lost this game by 8 points. They were minus 9 on made free throws. Wisconsin, in this game, made 10 free throws. 
Ohio State made one free throw. Is it that simple? Maybe not, but sometimes it does feel that way. You go minus nine. You go one of two over the entire game from the free throw line. It's going to be hard to win, especially in the Big Ten. Last but not least, Ohio State covered. We have that. I said going into this game, man, nine and a half points. Oh, the line just moved to nine. That feels like too many. I think the Buckeyes can cover in this one. For sure. They're going to do it, right? They do cover. Good teams win. Great teams cover. I guess we can consider Ohio State to be a great team at this point. So Ohio State loses this one to Wisconsin. Again, I I have to apologize for my, my jaded attitude. But again, this was the most frustrating game I have watched this entire season from Ohio State basketball. May not have been the most frustrating one for you, but it was the most frustrating one for me. Ohio State is going to take on the number two team in the nation on Sunday afternoon when they take on Purdue in the shot. I will be lucky enough to be in attendance, and we will hope for a miracle. That's too dramatic, but we will hope for one of the biggest upsets of Ohio State season. Well, it would be the biggest upset of Ohio State season, and one of the biggest upsets in the Big Ten this season for Ohio State to knock off Purdue. That game taking place on Sunday at 1 o'clock. We will bring to you a preview episode on Friday, so be ready for that. Appreciate you listening today. If you have listened all season, if you're just getting involved now during the season, during a time in which Ohio State is worse in my lifetime, program-wise, than it has ever been, and it's not close, I appreciate you listening because, boy, oh, boy, just remember, this is the Ohio State University. This is one of the most prestigious athletics programs in the entire nation. This Ohio State men's basketball team will not be like this for long. And when it is fun again... And when we can't enjoy it, and when all the casuals come in and join us as Buckeye basketball sickos, it will feel so good to remember games like this when we say, man, remember in 2024 when Ohio State lost Wisconsin by eight, and they probably should have won that game if they were just simply competent? Man, remember those days? Those sucked. Now look at us. We're the number 12 team in the nation, or something like that. So appreciate you being here. Again, today, make sure you find us on social media. Make sure you're following wherever you get your podcasts. Don't be afraid to give a five-star review as well. Not sure why you would be afraid by that. That's not a threat at all. Um, Appreciate you listening today. I'm going to shut up before you shut me off. Go Bucks.